climate change, poverty, mental health, young people and adults face a world of constant change. It's the connections we make, innovations and education that come together to help us make a difference. Welcome to the power of young people to change the world. In this program, we bring together leaders that share stories designed to inspire you to serve, learn, and change the world. Now, here's your host, Amy Muirs. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to The Power of Young People to Change the World. I'm your host, Amy Muirs, and I'm here every Thursday on Voice America Empowerment Radio, where together we explore how young people are using their ideas, creativity, and passion to shape a better world, and how educators can utilize the power of service learning to redesign education. You know, each of our shows, you're going to hear stories from youth and adults at the forefront of change. So those youth innovators and educational leaders who are making the world a better place right now. I truly hope you find inspiration in the show. And if you do, I hope you share this podcast with your colleagues and friends. Um, And if you're that innovative young person who's changing the world or an adult who's passionate about engaging young people as changemakers, you can contact me at info, I-N-F-O, at nylc.org, and we might just decide to have you on the show. Today, I'm joined by an amazing young changemaker. Henry Sia is the executive director of STEM Kids. So STEM Kids is a student-led nonprofit that engages young people who are passionate about sharing their skills and talents with others to advance education equity. So it's a peer-to-peer model where young people mentor and support other young people so that they all succeed through STEM. So that's um, science, technology, engineering, and math. I'm so excited to welcome you to the show, Henry. I should also mention, um, uh, besides being the executive director of STEM Kids, Henry is also a member of NYLC's Youth Advisory Council, and we are so lucky to have him. So, Henry, welcome to the show. Hello, Amy. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, I'm so excited to have you here today. But before we jump in and talk about STEM kids, because there's so much to talk about with that, um, can you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners? Um, Tell them a little bit more about who you are. Hello, everyone. I'm Henry Sia, and I'm uh, a senior at Naperville North High School in Illinois. I'm really deeply passionate about advancing educational equity and promoting student voice. And to that end, um, I've been an organizer and advocate for both of those um, issues that I see as extremely important in our society today. Uh, As Amy mentioned, um, I founded a nonprofit organization to tackle uh, educational equity called STEM Kids. Um, I'm, I'm excited to be talking more about STEM Kids today Uh, But in addition to that, uh, as Amy also mentioned, I've um, uh, since uh, early 2021, I've been a member of NYLC's uh, Youth Advisory Council, uh, through which I've worked on the planning for uh, the International Summit on Student Voice and uh, promoting service learning through NYLC. Uh, In addition to uh, my work and my passion as Uh, being an organizer and advocate. I'm also um, uh, a little bit of a STEM kid myself. Um, I'm a very avid enthusiast of math and physics, and I've participated in various clubs and competitions at regional and national levels. And 
um, that has been one commitment that um, I have really enjoyed. Um, my goals in the future are uh, to make a meaningful difference and to bridge um, the divide between my different interests using the power of STEM, leveraging uh, mathematics and science um, to enact uh, meaningful change. I love that um, how you talk about your goal for the future. Um, the way you articulate that is beautiful. Um, I think we should all be able to do that. So thanks for sharing that, Henry. Um, let's talk about STEM Kids because. It's an amazing organization. So can you share your mission, kind of what you do, how it all works with us? Absolutely. So STEM Kids is a student-led nonprofit. Um, I founded the organization. And since then, I've recruited um, other high school students uh, to join and be a part of this effort. Um, STEM Kids, the goal of uh, STEM Kids, our mission is to advance educational equity in STEM. And this is something that we believe is incredibly important in our society today, seen as STEM occupations are growing faster uh, than any others and STEM degree holders tend to be uh, more successful in, um, uh, in their future careers. Um, and one of the issues um, with STEM in particular is that um, there's, uh, been many very disappointing inequities within STEM education that unfortunately still persist to the present day. Students from underrepresented uh, groups continue to have uh, few opportunities to learn and compete with more privileged peers um, who have more resources and more opportunities um, to edge out um, students from uh, minority groups and from low-income backgrounds. Um, and this is really a big societal problem that STEM kids has tried to address. And we recognize that it's not easily um, solved by one person or one effort alone. But our goal with STEM kids has really been um, to do our part um, and make an impact, however big or small, on tackling this enormous issue. Um, uh, to that end, uh, we've um, provided various student-led programs uh, and mentorship uh, to give additional resources and uh, support um, for uh, targeted specifically at students uh, from these backgrounds, these underrepresented and low-income backgrounds, to help them uh, get additional resources um, to find success within STEM. Um, we initially started as a very small informal class of just six students, and um, we're now a registered nonprofit um, uh, that's providing a range of opportunities. Uh, some of the activities that we've run uh, range from workshops, uh, we've done competitions, uh, and we've also done, um, uh, we've also created a mentorship program that we continue um, to run. Uh, at the moment. Um, our mentorship program um, is kind of exemplifies um, the general idea of STEM kids, um, which is, um, as we mentioned before, based on this peer-to-peer -peer model. Uh, we want uh, our students to get as much exposure to their older peers, uh, people who can, they can look up to as role models um, 
and learn from. And with our mentorship program, that's one of um, uh, those programs that really exemplifies that because uh, we pair students um, with a specific mentor who guides them over the course of several months. So not a single tutoring session, but it's a journey that our mentors take with our students um, and help them uh, provide guidance and advice, create resources um, to help them reach goals over a long period of time. Um, so yeah, so that's a little bit about um, STEM kids and what we do. That there's so much in there and um, we'll definitely be able to unpack some of that, but I love that there's that pairing of um, the little bit older students with the younger students and they're truly on a journey together. Um, how did you decide that you wanted to tackle education equity? Kind of how old were you? What was that inspiration, that spark that made you say, yep, this is, this is something I want to do. Um, for me, uh, the spark was really my own personal background um, uh, and my journey through uh, STEM as I'm a STEM student myself. Um, I initially, um, I'm the son of immigrants and initially uh, we didn't have many resources. Um, I, I had always been interested in STEM, but we didn't have, uh, we didn't really have the know-how and the resources to advance that and to continue moving on um, beyond um, uh, classes and school and moving on to things like competitions and other exciting opportunities. Um, and for me, that was a significant struggle to deal with that initially. Um, there were many times as I was going along in this journey where um, I wanted to give up because there were so many things that uh, I was not aware of um, and so many resources that my family just didn't have. Um, so it's really been inspired by um, my background and knowing how that journey is. Um, uh, I, I wanted to be a part of giving back, especially to those who might even be in even worse situations um, uh, where I'm sure there are. And I believe that everyone at the, end of, at, at the end of the day, regardless of their background, should have equal opportunities to be competitive in STEM, to learn STEM, and explore STEM. Um, and that was really um, the motivation for me um, to start STEM Kids. I love that. Um, I mean, it was your own spark around STEM that led you to be passionate about encouraging other young people to have, um, have similar interests and, and be able to develop their own skill sets and, and lives through STEM. That's amazing. Um, I'm curious how you decided um, to create a nonprofit. Um, kind of how did you, how did that happen? How did you decide um, that STEM kids would become a nonprofit? Yeah, so uh, creating a nonprofit was not the first thing that jumped out at me, uh, by all means, because um, it's, I, I always recognize that um, it's a rather tall task. Um, uh, so initially, I began by volunteering at different places. Um, I volunteered 
to help run math contests. I also um, uh, went back to uh, the middle school I had attended and helped coach their math club, um, providing materials, helping to run practices um, for that program. Um, so I really engaged in various uh, activities um, uh, in different volunteering in the STEM-related area um, that made me realize that I really wanted to go further. Um, I made the jump to trying uh, to create a nonprofit when I realized that I wanted to have more freedom um, to shape what I uh, felt might be the most beneficial for younger students having gone through that journey myself. Um, and I also recognize the power of creating programs that are uh, run by um, students for students um, and giving students uh, those opportunities to engage with older peers, which um, is something really powerful. Um, so that was really um, how I went from uh, simply volunteering to uh, creating this nonprofit and realizing that I really wanted to expand my efforts and do a bit more um, uh, in this area. I love that. It's a, yeah, that's a lot of times where nonprofits come from, right? It's like you want that freedom to be able to um, vision and do the work that that you see um, is needed. Um, I think that's a great place for us to take a brief break. Um, so when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Henry Yi. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. So welcome back, everyone. Um, today I'm joined by Henry. He's the founder and executive director of STEM Kids. Again, Henry, thanks for being here with me today. You know, 
right before break, um, you were talking a little bit about the by youth for youth of STEM, STEM kids. So, um, you know, you're, it's a youth led organization. And I'm just curious how you've grown your knowledge and expertise to lead this organization because you're 16, right? Am I close? Uh, I'm 17. 17. Sorry. (laughs) It's better to be younger than older once you hit a certain age. But so anyway, um, how have you, how did you like grow your own knowledge and, and expertise to do this, to lead your own nonprofit and found a nonprofit? Yeah, actually one of the, um, great things that I've realized is that, um, I didn't necessarily, um, you know, grow my skills to a certain level, um, prerequisite level before I began the nonprofit, but I've actually been building these skills throughout. So I started in a place where um, I didn't really know much about uh, how to run a nonprofit, how to uh, engage student volunteers and also to um, do something impactful for the students that we're reaching. Um, And also, of course, all of the administrative little details like um, emails, um, uh, marketing, those sorts of things. Um, There have been a lot of skills that I've been uh, very happy to have been able to grow throughout this process of uh, running STEM kids for almost um, two years now. Um, It's been a wonderful opportunity for me to be involved in every aspect of STEM kids. Uh, I've gained very valuable experience with leadership by managing our volunteers, um, the programs. I've gained marketing skills, um, uh, for instance, uh, creating uh, flyers, um, uh, social media posts, um, and thinking about how to um, uh, how to deliver those and distribute mm-hmm. those materials. Um, I've also gained really. I, I would say much stronger communication skills um, in terms of uh, being uh, very clear and good with emails um, uh, to being able to um, lead a workshop or uh, manage a, a team meeting amongst our uh, volunteers. So I think just being involved in STEM kids these past two years um, has helped me develop uh, develop a higher level of proficiency um, with the crucial skills um, that are part of this. Absolutely. Um, It's amazing. um, All of the different skill sets that you have to pull from when you're, when you're running an organization, you know, and you start to get into budgeting and finance and operations. And yeah, like you said, the marketing and the communication, but then there's like, program development and leading others, um, whether it be volunteers or staff or, yeah, there's so much to it. Um, I'm curious, um, who helped you turn this passion you had for STEM into the reality of STEM kids? Did you have support along the way? Absolutely. And um, it would be completely untruthful if I said that this is something that I did entirely on my own. Um, I have a lot of people to thank who have helped me along the way. Um, for instance, uh, my parents have also have been a huge help. They've encouraged me 
to continue uh, running this organization at times when I had doubts. Um, uh, and they've also helped um, uh, provide some of the funding that we've needed, for instance, at various stages um, to cover different fees. Uh, they've helped uh, manage some of uh, the administrative things, um, uh, helping me uh, and guiding me through the process of tax and legal filings, for instance. Um, so there's definitely a huge help uh, to them. Uh, uh, huge thanks to them for uh, supporting me and in, in these um, different ways. Um, and I also need to thank um, uh, our partners who have also been a huge help in uh, turning uh, STEM kids into reality. These include schools and our corporate sponsors. Um, we've partnered with a few schools to uh, reach their students and distribute our marketing. That was one piece of our marketing strategy. And uh, we're, happy, we're happy that um, we were able to partner with some schools to get that piece done. Um, and also uh, corporate sponsors who have helped provide much needed donations uh, uh, for our programs. And of course, at the end of the day, also the volunteers have been a huge help um, because there's no way that I would have run this organization or done any of these programs all on my own. Um, our volunteers have helped to develop programs, implement them, um, to come up with marketing ideas. Um, so there have been a lot of um, uh, stakeholders in this. It's not just um, me. Well, that's actually perfect that you you were talking about the volunteers um, or thanking the volunteers as um, part of um, your support system, because I'm wondering, how do you engage other young people in tackling education equity? Like, how do you um, support them in taking action, but get them engaged to want to do this? Yeah, for me, um, this process of engaging others has, uh, first of all, uh, been about um, showing others and educating others about um, the issues in this area. Some people, um, even though education equity is a very significant issue uh, in the country, um, we also have a whole uh, set of other issues that we're also dealing with. So it might not be necessarily something that people see at the forefront of their mind. So one part of that has been uh, to educate. And the other part has been opening up opportunities for um, them to be a part. So specifically with uh, STEM kids, um, I've really tried to involve uh, other young people uh, in the process of management, uh, managing um, the organization, and also uh, the, um, the uh, sort of uh, grassroots um, uh, volunteerings uh, where they're uh, working directly with kids. So on all spectrums, I've tried to uh, uh, try to involve young people in uh, this organization and give them opportunities to um, also be taking action. That's awesome. Um, I love that you're using a shared leadership model. Um, you know, it's it's something that a lot of adults struggle with, and I love that that that's how you've just designed STEM kids is that that shared leadership. Um, 
I'm curious, um, how do um, like the young people that are in the program, how do they respond to the work of STEM kids? Yeah, I'm actually very proud of um, uh, the response that STEM kids has received from uh, the students that we've reached. Um, we've reached um, hundreds of students um, across several different states um, with our work. and. Um, uh, many of them uh, have reported that uh, they're, they're in a better position in terms of uh, passion in STEM and also understanding in uh, some, some different STEM topics as a result of some of the work we've done. Um, in particular, um, uh, during the uh, individual mentorship program, there was one particular student I worked with um, who was a fifth grader, rather young, who I saw through this program uh, undergo a sort of journey um, from being a place where she seemed pretty uninterested, like um, maybe a parent was enrolling her, to a place where um, she seemed a lot more interested um, in the work. She was asking questions, she was constantly engaged and it felt at the end that it was a little bit hard for me to keep up with the pace that she was going and <laughs> giving her more work and more things uh, uh, to look at. Um, so that was definitely something uh, that I thought was pretty inspiring um, to be able to witness that journey um, firsthand working with this student um, in our individual mentorship program. And I guess it kind of exemplifies what uh, a lot of other participants might be feeling um, uh, as a result of STEM kids program. So uh, I'm very proud of that sort of response that we've gotten. That's wonderful. When you see that light, like it's like that light in the eyes and the engagement starts. It's like that excitement. Um, it's, it's electrifying. It really is. I'm curious. So you talk about like fifth graders, like how do you navigate kind of the age language, cultural barriers um, between the different, the, the student volunteers and the young people that they're working with? Um, so uh, mainly uh, we deal with age barriers. Uh, 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 which come from the fact that our volunteers are all pretty much high school students and um, the students that we work with um, are generally from elementary through middle school. So mm -hmm. there's a bit of an age barrier there, definitely. And um, one of the ways we really try to address it is by trying to empathize with them. And again, I, I think that's another reason that our uh, the peer-to-peer -peer model, um, really having someone who is a little bit older, but not too much older, um, supporting you and uh, providing resources to you. I think that's another testament to uh, why that's powerful, because I think we're a little bit better than adults in terms of understanding where these kids might be, um, what might... Um, uh, what may, might they like to see in order uh, to be engaged and interested? Um, and we try, just try to put, put ourselves in their shoes and try to create programs that are a little bit 
different from what they might normally see. Um, so for instance, we might incorporate uh, some games or some hands-on activities because those are the types of things that appeal to uh, younger students for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, we can talk about hands-on learning and service learning. We're going to do that a little bit when we come back from our next break, which is right now. So um, stay with us. We'll continue our conversation with Henry as soon as we return. Um, so we'll take one short break. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual Spring National Service Learning Conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. So welcome back, everyone. Again, if you're just joining us today, I'm joined by Henry. He's the founder and executive director of STEM Kids. So again, it's an organization that's tackling issues of education and inequity through science, technology, engineering, and math, fondly known as STEM. Um, So Henry, I would love um, for you to share what the student volunteers um, gain from being part of STEM Kids? Because we talked a little bit before break about what the the students who are part of the program get, but what do your student volunteers get out of this experience? Yeah, um, I think one of the things that's really remarkable about STEM Kids is how, even though it was an organization that was created with the goal in mind of serving our target students and providing more resources to them, at the same time, one of the uh, positive unintended benef- uh, benefits has been that our volunteers have also taken away a lot of things as well. Um, earlier, I touched on this a little bit when I was talking about what I personally have gained. Um, and I think um, many of the same things carry over uh, because of our shared leadership model. 
and the way in which we split up responsibilities among ourselves and really allow people to um, be a part of the management of the organization. So um, I, th I feel like a lot of students, our students have benefited um, a lot from being able to be on the front lines of uh, creating marketing, for instance, or communications and all of those responsibilities that um, I uh, touched on earlier. Um, but in addition to that, um, I think our volunteers have also, through just the programs themselves and um, being um, uh, and leading those workshops and programs, that they've also um, uh, 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 gained something from that as well. Um, uh, in particular, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was working with uh, a peer of mine um, who was just new to. Uh, STEM kids, and um, I was going to put them on to lead a workshop. Um, and uh, I feel like um, this student also benefited uh, quite a bit because he started um, very reluctant and a little bit timid. Um, mm -hmm. uh, he initially came in feeling a little bit nervous, especially since he told me that um, he didn't expect that we would have, um, you know, uh, that many students within the workshop. He was just expecting a few, a few students to deal with. Um, and over the course of uh, this workshop and um, the several days, um, the several sessions that were a part of it, um, I tried to ease him into the job uh, by co-teaching with him and uh, giving him feedback throughout. And um, you know, showing him how to lead this session. And I think over the course of this, um, in this workshop, I could see sort of greater confidence um, in leadership coming out as um, he knew sort of later on what to do and how to really take control, how to um, uh, get the students engaged, how to um, uh, maybe organize an activity uh, on the spot. And uh, those skills of uh, uh, leadership and confidence, I think, um, were something that he definitely gained out of um, this. That's, that's remarkable. And again, with that shared leadership model and the way that you're leading the organization with that coaching and mentoring yourself of your volunteers. Yeah, it's, it's a uh, that confidence builder that, you know, all of those skills, the leadership, the organizing, the planning, it's, it's wonderful to see that trickle throughout um, all of the young people you're working with. That's, that's wonderful. I'm curious, um, what inspires you to keep doing this work? One of the big things for me is um, impact, knowing that, um, uh, you know, the hours and hours of time that I've put into it over uh, over the past almost two years have actually been leading to some sort of uh, concrete and definitive uh, result um, and that we've reached hundreds of students in that time. And in addition to that, um, not only have we reached all those students, but I'm really um, sort of impressed uh, and inspired by the fact that every time we run a new workshop, um, I can keep 
uh, I can keep on seeing the same names pop up in our registration lists. Um, a lot of uh, uh, students have sort of become familiar because they keep on coming back. And I think um, that's really a testament um, to the fact that we really have been doing something that people have been enjoying uh, and something that's been um, powerful for them. Um, I think in addition to the impact piece, uh, I'm also driven uh, by the stories of other youth who have created meaningful change and seeing how um, uh, young people, even though they are uh, not quite adults yet and don't quite have the privileges of uh, and um, uh, you know power that adults have, that we're still able to create meaningful change. And that's something that drives me always, seeing that um, uh, not only am I able to accomplish this, but seeing that other people are doing it as well kind of gives me that added boost. That's awesome. You, you talked about, in, you know, the impact. And I'm curious if you can kind of articulate more about what makes the work so impactful. And also if you see a connection um, to the work that you're doing and service learning. Yeah, absolutely. I think with the service learning connection piece, uh, I think STEM Kids really is, uh, in many ways, exemplifies the service learning project. Um, it is a, uh, it's an organization that uh, we've run for quite a while now, and it really is fundamentally a service learning project because uh, we're not only serving our community and um, uh, trying to work towards this issue of uh, education equity. But in addition to that, all of us are gaining invaluable skills from uh, the experience, um, all of our volunteers. And myself personally, I can say that um, it's something that has really, um, that I've learned a lot from. Um, and I know you asked about um, what makes it so impactful. Um, I would say that uh, STEM Kids has been impactful, uh, number one, because of um, the peer-to-peer -peer model and how that's really unique to have um, programs from students, uh, from other students, not adults, from students who you can relate to and look up to as role models. Um, and of course, in addition to that, I think another component of that is how we've done things a little differently. Um, our programs are designed to be fun, interesting, and intellectually engaging. And uh, we've tried to break the mold a little bit um, uh, with how they're designed and run. Um, students go through school all the time, um, a lot of the time, uh, believing that uh, STEM so uh, math and science are uh, very boring um, because maybe they're taught uh, in school uh, that you have to memorize this formula and then you just follow this series of steps. And we're really trying to break that mold um, uh, to encourage students to um, think about STEM within a more fun context, to engage with it uh, directly, and also to experiment with it and see the creativity um, that lies in STEM. 
That's wonderful. Um, thank you for sharing that and that um, how you see service learning as part of STEM kids as well. I'm wondering um, what kind of challenges that you encountered along the way um, and how you tackled those. Yeah, definitely. There have been a lot of uh, challenges um, that we've dealt with um, uh, since creating STEM Kids. As I mentioned earlier, um, I started STEM Kids with no background or no knowledge about um, how this is supposed to be done. And um, I had to work through all of those um, challenges, whether it be um, figuring out in the beginning um, how to really get the jump start um, and get our programs going uh, by uh, uh, launching a marketing campaign. And initially that was a total failure. I went to a lot of, um, I, I went kind of a standard route, uh, going to a lot of community centers, public locations, and it didn't work because a lot of places either rejected me um, or um, or I would place the flyers, but there wouldn't be much uh, of a, um, uh, uh, much of a reaction. Um, mm -hmm. And um, initially, uh, eventually we worked through that uh, by going with a school-based approach, by partnering with schools and reaching out to principals and teachers, people who were more engaged with the students to try to get the word out. Um, and of course, there were many other challenges as well um, that were involved in this process, but that was one of definitely the big ones um, at the very beginning that I had to work around um, just to get STEM kids going. Yeah, finding your audience, right? <laughs> like yeah. How to reach them. That's, that's something every nonprofit struggles with sometimes, especially when you're first starting out. It's like, how do you get to the people that you actually want to serve? Um, so you were recently on the planning team um, for the International Conference on Youth Voice. You mentioned that in the intro. Um, I'm wondering if you can just share quickly with us, how were young people using their power to advocate for change? What did you learn from that conference? For me, uh, being on the planning group and uh, being a part of that conference was really an eye-opening experience. Um, I really got to see um, a lot of energy and enthusiasm from all of the participants. And there were a mix of students, adults, and there seemed to be a lot of energy from everyone around this topic about youth voice. I, I saw many adults who, uh, contrary to the normal expectation, uh, were actually very open. Um, they were adult allies who were trying to find ways to engage youth voice um, uh, and to engage students in that. And I also saw a lot of students who had many great ideas about um, uh, tactics and tools to get uh, young people uh, more engaged in uh, youth voice. And they were very passionate about uh, that as well. So, yeah, I think it was just a wonderful experience seeing a range of different perspectives um, and seeing people really invested in uh, getting young people uh, to advocate for change. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing that because I know, I mean, NYLC has been a partner in that conference and it was great that you were part of the planning um, committee. We do have to take one more short break, but when we come back, we'll get some final reflections with 
today's guest, Henry. So stay with me on the power of young people to change the world. And remember, you can follow the show on social media at NYLCORG or find us at NYLC.org. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. So welcome back, everyone. Um, In our last few minutes together, Henry, I wanted to get some final reflections from you. Um, So my first reflection question is... um, what are you planning to do with STEM kids? Are you going to expand it? Kind of what does the future hold? Absolutely. Expansion is something that we are um, looking at right now. Um, we've been really inspired by uh, the success and um, the good reception of our programs from the past two years. And we're hoping to continue to make an impact um, by providing students uh, with these opportunities into the foreseeable future. Um, we're currently in the works of planning a new suite of programs um, uh, that we're confident that's going to keep students engaged in STEM learning. And we're also um, in the process of working to expand our mentoring program. Um, the mentoring program, uh, as you know, because of its structure, is very um it's very uh, intensive in terms of uh, uh, our volunteer resources that we have yeah. available. Um, so we're hoping to really expand our organization, bring in more volunteers um, to be able to expand that program to more students. Um, the pilot uh, mentoring program was very successful and we want to expand that onto a larger scale. Um, in addition, uh, we're looking to uh, scale the organization as a whole. Um, uh, again, we're really proud of uh, the effectiveness uh, of our model, and uh, we want to reach a larger cohort of students uh, that are more diverse uh, geographically in terms of 
different regions across the United States, um, and also uh, demographically as well. Uh, we want to reach um, more of those uh, students who uh, really could use uh, the additional resources and uh, support. Um, as part of that, uh, we are looking into potentially uh, partnering with other organizations uh, to uh, expand and to uh, reach more students. Um, but overall, uh, we're really excited about what the future holds for STEM kids and we are def uh, still working hard um, to uh, improve the organization and uh, be able to deliver more for uh, all of our students. That's really exciting. And, um, you know, partnerships are a wonderful way to extend extend the work of a nonprofit. Um, we appreciate our partners at NYLC. So um, that's that's wonderful and very exciting. So hopefully even more young people want to um, volunteer and get, get involved. Um, you know, I, they say, uh, and I think you said this too earlier, Henry, but um, young, that STEM careers are really like that's where we're headed, right? So <laughs> we yeah. need we need more people um, getting excited about those opportunities. So um, another question for you: um, If you could share just one insight from your work with our listeners, what would you like them to know? Like, if they only remember one thing from this entire podcast, what would that? What would you want them to walk away remembering? Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway that um, uh, the listeners um, should uh, take from uh, today's discussion uh, should be that uh, this journey with STEM kids, um, the struggles and uh, the uh, eventual success, but the continuing fight to um, uh, expand the program to do better for uh, our students uh, continually is sort of a lesson in the power of persistence and youth volunteerism, which I believe is especially important. Um, and I think what viewers should take away or listeners should take away is that um, as cheesy as might initially sound, youth really do have power to change the world in big ways or small. Um, they just need to believe it. Um, when I initially started STEM Kids, uh, I was, initially um, very unsure of whether this effort would be successful or if it would immediately tank initially. And uh, the success that we've um, been able to accomplish and the students that we've impacted um, and all of those stories and all of those students who I've worked with has really been a testament to, um, in truth, how feasible it is uh, for um, for uh, students and young people to make a difference. I was initially extremely, um, uh, you know, turned uh, a little bit turned away by all of the different things I had to manage um, that go into managing a nonprofit, but it was possible and it did become successful. And I think in conclusion, sort of, that's the big uh, takeaway uh, that I hope uh, listeners um, will have from today. 
Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so if you do want to learn more about STEM kids, you can visit them at stemkidsinitiative.org or you can email them at stemkidsinitiative at gmail.com or you can always just email me, Amy, at info, info at nylc.org and I'll make sure you get connected to Henry. Henry, thank you so much for being here today, for sharing your stories and how young people are really coming together to lift each other up so that everyone succeeds, right? Um, you're doing such amazing work. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me today. This has been um, a great honor to be on this radio program. Thank you so much. I do um, want to just say if you're an educator and you're working with young people who would like to take action on this issue, you can download NYLC's Engage Handbook on Education Equity. So this resource is a complement to our series of Engage books and focuses on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So Education Equity, Sustainable Goal Number 4. So it's designed for middle and high school students to move through the exploration of education equity. Um, there's um, It strengthens group dynamics through team building. They explore education equity needs in their own community, and they discover resources before they take action. So um, the service learning sessions um, are designed to take approximately an hour and they span 14 sessions. So at the end, young people will not only have taken action, but they'll also have shared their learning experiences with others. So you can download that at the NYLC store, again, at nylc.org, or you can um, get any of our um, Engage handbooks that are designed to tackle the world's most pressing issues. I want to thank our listeners for being here with us today. If you missed the start of today's show or would like to access prior shows, visit our homepage on the Voice America Empowerment Radio site or download the podcast from any of your favorite um, podcast um, apps. Next Thursday, we're going to have another great discussion. Um, I'm going to be joined by Rosie um, I said her name earlier. It's Rosie Cotier and Lauren Pearl from Generation Ratify. So this is another youth-led organization, but these young um, people are tackling um, a really an issue that is surprising. It still exists in the United States today. It's the ratification of the Equal Rights Amendment. So we're going to be talking about gender equality. So join us at 6 o'clock Eastern next Thursday for an engaging conversation with young people who are changing the world. Mark your calendars, 6 o'clock Eastern, and until next week. Remember to join us as we serve, learn, change the world. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to the power of young people to change the world. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll serve, learn, change the world. 